Hello and welcome back to another episode of What Are You Growing Through? Today my special guest is Chrissy Watts who is the creator of Philly Experiences where she takes people from all over the world around the city of Philly mostly surrounded by the idea of people not being a tourist. She takes people to the hidden areas of Philly, the hidden bars of Philly, and the hood of Philly. Her main goal is to promote sides of Philly that are not commonly visited by tourists and just to give you the total black experience. How are you? I'm happy. She's happy, everyone. Um, okay, so what's up? I know you, or the people don't know you, so. Mm-hmm. Who would you like yeah. for them to know about me? <laughs> tell, them, tell them what you got going on. Tell them about uh, your lovely work. Okay, I'm Chrissy, founder of Philly Experiences, which is an amazing company that I put together to highlight and to personally walk you through the hood of Philadelphia um, to promote the foot traffic and spending in our businesses. Uh, this is pre-pandemic and it's even more important now post-pandemic because a lot of them are closing across the country. Um, so I put the experiences together so that you can just show up and not think of how you're entertained for three to six hours with me personally in Philly. And I love it. It started two years ago and it's going to be a big deal. 2021. <laughs> Come on, 2021. <laughs> right. 2020 was like, sit down and plan some more. So 2021 is the action year. This year I'm planning and putting a lot of things in place. Okay. Well, we look forward to see what's happening in 2021. And after that, um, fun fact, the way I've met Chrissy was through one of her lovely experiences. And we've been tight ever since mm-hmm. um, last summer um she became the other chris and you know here we are <laughs> <laughs> right it's been one hell of a year and some change <laughs> mm-hmm. and here we are um so let's get down to the to the tea you ready yeah i'm an open book uh, I mean, that's what they all say until, you know. <laughs> until the question comes. Right. So the question of the day, what does pleasure mean to you? Pleasure to me comes in so many forms, as it should for a lot of us. Uh, originally, it was just seen as something, pleasure was connected to sex. So sexual pleasure is very important and up there in priority. 
um, outside of sexual pleasure, food, like <laughs> such a moody eater that I eat to be happy. Um, I eat very delicious food. Sometimes healthy food makes me happy. Like my whole body just radiating afterwards <laughs> if I enjoy a salad um, or if I enjoy some pizza. Like I, I love food. Um, laughter brings me pleasure. Um, constantly finding a joke out of all parts of life, not to take it too serious. Uh, deep conversations bring me pleasure. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. Being a mom brings me pleasure. Aww. Anything I can pour, I'm pouring into people, being a business owner, the fact that this passion project is getting the traction that it's getting and complete strangers are excited about what I'm doing because they, they understand the mission. Put the hood on the map for something other than what it's known for and how it's, it's negatively depicted throughout media. Um, so being human makes me pleased. That's deep. Yo, that's really deep. Thank you. We, we can just end the episode right there. All right, everyone. Good night. <laughs> I hope. <it's- laughs> okay. <laughs> she wants to end it on the deep moment. <laughs> yeah, but for real, though, I don't know. You, you kind of, you kind of change my perspective a little bit I appreciate it in what way um I don't know your your answers were so like specific and like spot on and I think for me I don't know um pleasure was something that I never even thought to define probably before last year um I feel like it was like this a word that is used and we just use it and we never really think about what it means or maybe it's just me I don't know I didn't define until you asked this question okay well so that's even so good for last year uh (laughs) (laughs) so it's like um I never, because I, like you said before, a lot of the, I guess the idea of pleasure comes up sexually, because that's mainly when it's used. Like, it's mm-hmm. not really used in other ways of pleasing ourselves or making ourselves happy. Um, so I think a lot of my sexual pleasures was surrounded not so much about what was like what was given to me, but what I was given to people. So I feel like I've mm-hmm. always been a giver. So it's like me pleasing somebody, me making somebody happy, me just being able to be something for somebody was my pleasure. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's, that's what it comes up. Like within the last year, it became a different perspective or I guess just realizing that my pleasure was given or pleasing others instead of pleasing myself. Um, mm-hmm. And that definitely, that like pleasing myself and making sure, or I guess seeing pleasure outside of sex 
is something that definitely happened within the last month. Um, and ideally, it's just self-care and doing what makes me happy um, and putting myself first. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like even before, like as far as sexually, like I know I mentioned in my previous episode about the the space I was in with dick appointments and doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do with whoever I wanted to do it with. Um, when I got in that space of the journey of dick appointments, it was, I think I found pleasure in being in control of being in control of the people who I was with. Mm -hmm. Like being in control of the access they had to me, being able to dip in, get what I wanted, get what I needed, and get lost. Um... So the control thing was definitely a sense of pleasure that I got within the last years or whatever. But yeah, I think that that kind of sums up my uh, whatever is about pleasure. I find pleasure in watching the movie. Right uh, now, now. I've seen it before, you know, like knowing that I know the plot. <laughs> <laughs> right it now, brings me so joy cool. it's it simple is now. simple it's pleasure everywhere around us and they all add up to moments uh, I find pleasure in reminiscing uh, memories will bring them so I get that there's, there's no downside to finding your pleasure in what pleases you as long as it, does, as it does not come to the harm of another person that could get you arrested you're just trying to stay out of jail <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's it <laughs> that, I mean think about it I don't know how deep or dark you want to get but there's a man or woman that finds pleasure in rape because that's the extreme version of control let's get deep it caused trauma to the victim but yeah. that person pleads right that's real though mm-hmm. so it's like as long is... as it does not it's not a crime or a moral crime because there are some crimes that should be <laughs> Um, moral it's some things that should be morally wrong or to some people but that's a, a pleasure that most majority of society except other rapists and uh, child predators would they all agree that they got pleasure out of it right so it should not come at the expense of someone else um, so all the pleasures I talked about were for self those outside myself with other people having sex with other people is pleasurable, hopefully, you know, because you—that's not a guarantee. Just because you want it, don't mean they're going to give you what you want. You may need to tweak it. You may need to speak up. So, it, you know, so you have to tell people about your pleasure. That's not enough. That's too much. Let's try it this way. It comes in so many forms. It's pleasure has so many different layers to it, but all of its majority of it's great. All of it's not. Clap, she's clapping, you guys. You join in. Not if you're driving. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you raised some good points. Um but I guess to to um piggyback off what you said about the self, um, as I just mentioned, I guess it is I guess I'm learning more about myself in general, especially in this space of being alone 
more and more these days. Um, I'm learning to listen to myself more and give myself more of what I need or just learning what it is I need in in general. Um, Like I said, the simple pleasures is definitely something that's become a major hallmark of my life. Like, I find pleasure in the smallest thing. Like, right now, I'm sitting on my beanbag chair. Pleasurable. Like, I am so content. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So content sitting on this beanbag chair. Like, like it's just, I don't know. It's a lot of, a lot of uh, self-recognition happening in my life. Yeah. That sounds like you're at peace. Yeah, That's the ultimate sure. pleasure. That is the ultimate yeah, mental. Mental peace uh, is the ultimate everything. I agree. I definitely agree. Making this podcast is pleasurable. Being invited to this podcast. Come on. Okay. And being here in this moment, I, my whole body, my whole being is smiling um, to do something outside my comfort zone. This is not mm-hmm. something I would do. This would cause me anxiety if I was asked to speak in front of anyone for any reason, whether it was on the phone, in person, on Zoom. I was like, nah, no, thank you. But I am in the season of yes. Saying mm-hmm. yes when I don't want to and taking opportunities and just seeing what happens. I'm finally there. Took a couple of decades, but here we are. <laughs> said yes um, and I'm happy to be a part of this journey of this growth and just asking the question what are you growing through mm-hmm. and to be reminded that we're constantly growing through something is needed we absolutely need it because if we only think of a situation as an attack and not as a moment to learn ourselves, we'll lose so many years. Because mm-hmm. I was that person. Yeah. I lost so many years in feeling attacked. Same. Same. That's why we cool. That's why we cool. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah. The similarities in our journeys is like, okay, now y'all two need to pour into each other in this way. Here you go. Amen. I hear the <laughs> I'm here for these sound effects. <laughs> I love it. What else you need to know? What else do I need to know? What else are you trying to tell? I'm an open book. I don't know how deep you want to get into this. I'm here at your mercy. <laughs> share myself through you and your audience and whatever way you see fit um what advice would you give to somebody who has um mixed feelings about pleasure in general that is a great question one of the things that helped me was research I am an avid researcher and we have the ability to do that in a heartbeat because of our phones. And sit down with what you 
think pleasure is, which you've been taught about it, which is probably connected to sex. And I would say Google the word and see what other synonyms that you may have already been using in your life. Does it just mean happy? Does it just like, just simplify it. And then what does that mean to you? Um, and go the opposite route. What does pain mean to you? Is that the complete opposite of, of pleasure? Is it pain? What does unhappy mean to you? What does not at peace, what does at war with yourself means to you? Mm. And just to dissect it, get to the root. I've been the year, this year has been the year of the root. I've been getting to the root of all problems, whether I want it to or not. <laughs> and this journey like has been uncomfortable. The root of my insecurities, uh, my beliefs about myself growing up in household, mainly women and not much male influence and what that looked like. Uh, the root of my resentments that I've had and some of the anger I was still holding on to all these years and didn't know that it was it was anger mm -hmm. didn't wouldn't have identified it as that so just getting to the core of your belief it all stems from childhood so I've had conversations with my inner child I talk to her often now Yeah. And I tell her she's safe. Um, what happened to her was not her fault. She doesn't have to worry about that anymore because I'm going to take care of her. She's important. Uh, her feelings mattered. They mattered then. They mattered now. Um, and look what we've done. Aww. Yo. That that is something I don't know. It's like something I when I see like the the suggestions of talking to your your younger self. Um, that is something. It's always positive. Like I always say positive shit to her, but I I don't feel like I've never really took the time to like uh have a real ass conversation. We need to. Yeah. <laughs> I was given um I was given a link to a YouTube video. I don't know if I shared it with you that Natalie gave me. Mm -hmm. And the exercise don't quote me word for word, but for what I recall, I had to visualize myself, my inner child. The first image that popped up is the one that I would use because she obviously wanted to be heard. And I kept trying to pick an age because that's the control nature of me was like, pick five. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what I look like at five. But me, about eight, nine years old, in this black and gold dress, smiling really hard as someone, I couldn't tell you who, took a picture of me on, on the couch at, in my childhood home, I think, because I don't really remember that couch. She kept popping up. And it said, visualize yourself um, walking into that scene before that picture was taken. And how would your inner child react to seeing you as an adult? Let that inner child have her moment of either being scared, being excited to see you or whatever. And I want to tell you, it worked. Like the visualization of it 
my imagination is already great. I've been cultivating it like my entire life. So to do that, I immediately started crying. She was scared, like, because the eight, nine-year-old me was scared of all adults, <laughs> I think, at that point. So she was scared, and I cried, and I was like, don't be, you know, and I, exact same thing I just said, like, I'm you, we made it, you know, like, it will be okay, Some, certain things will come up. Um, well, you're not supposed to have just a regular dialogue with, with my younger self. And then it told me to visualize, I mean, this all was also given with instructions of like seeing beams of light shooting through you, which you can or cannot do if your, your imagination is that strong. But it also said to imagine that my heart chakra had a zipper and I unzipped it and I welcomed her to live in my heart now. Aww. Exactly. I cried so Never have I ever cried like that before. Ever. That was a few months ago. Um, I think Natalie sent that to me. Never have I ever cried that hard. And I shouldn't for anyone but myself. I deserve those tears. And it was such a beautiful moment. And so, yeah, she's there. And she comes up. And my, my daughter brings her out, you know, brings out the inner child. <laughs> a lot so yeah I, I encourage that exercise in whatever form you want to take it but sit with yourself get quiet deep breathe picture whatever child is anyone we're always our parents child so any age that 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 when you stop being happy or you remember trauma sit and talk to her or him mm -hmm. uh and for me and my listeners. Um, you going to do it? I'll consider it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably would have. Because like, I've done it. But just not to the, the in-depthness that you've done it. Exactly. Me either until she sent that to me. I can send it to you. Or you can do it the, the way I described it. I think you'll get it. Okay. Um... But I feel like why I feel like a lot of my my concern or unconcern, inconcern, what's the word? <laughs> I just made up a word. <laughs> we'll Google that later. <laughs> um, in reference to pleasure is because a lot of the idea of pleasure was like it was just a lot of jumbled upness about my childhood and pleasure. Um, and I didn't really, 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 really realize this until I probably was somewhat of an adult. Um, but I feel like for one, one, one of the first things I realized was the fact that I grew up in a household with two women who weren't necessarily affectionate. Mm -hmm. Um, same. So I feel like that translated into me seeking whatever I was trying to seek. If we want to use the word pleasure, then we can pleasure from other people at a very young age. Like I'm talking elementary school, I was into like the touchy feeliness with people, males and females. Um, but I remember getting in trouble for it. 
Mm-hmm. So it was like it's so unfortunate. So your your pleasure was shamed. Right. Basically, like I was just exploring. I'm getting I'm getting what I want, but I'm getting in trouble for it. So it's like, should I not be touchy feely with women or males or boys at that time? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of led into middle school when it translated into still doing the same things, but with women. I got in trouble for that. So it's like, what's happening? Like, the, the younger version of me is confused. So I'm like, I Right, have... you feel happy, but right. you're shamed in, your, in, in the happiness. That is something I want parents of older generations to really get out of doing and implementing and passing on. Um, same. I was playing house with whoever I could when I was a child <laughs> and got in trouble for it. And instead of having a conversation of like, you're interested in this, tell me about it. What does that mean? Um, do you want some alone time so that you can explore yourself? That's what we should be doing, no matter the age of the child. If the child discovered it, it's time to talk about it. So what you think too is too young. If a little boy, which they will, discover their penis then he's he's going to be like what is this you wouldn't stop with him from playing with his feet you wouldn't stop him from putting his feet in his mouth you wouldn't stop him from exploring his hands but another body part of his is now something you want to swat his hands about like that's not fair same thing for females allow them to explore what is theirs and also understand parents that is theirs once that umbilical cord was cut, that is no longer a part of your body. They are individuals who's about to have an individual journey in this life. Let it be as easy as possible by loving them unconditionally, no matter what they come to you about. Mm-hmm. Please. So, me and my mom still have not had the sex talk at all. <laughs> Like same nothing. but I questioned my mom about it and she I laughed and said it. and she said well I was told what I told you what I was given and so I had to forgive her for that she, yeah. parents are only going to do what, they're, what they know we have not had one single conversation about sex I challenge you to do it before the end of this year are oh, you going to do it um, I said the end of this year not the August <laughs> yeah 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 Next time in I go person. home, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, you hear that? She's going to come back and do a podcast <laughs> about it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, like going back to the timeline. I forgot what I was about to say, low key, but um, it's like you know when you get older and you start exploring and you start doing shit with people, and then you. Like you're, it begins the the age of being judged, and then you get the label, the automatic label, especially women of being a hoe. And hey, well, you're not called hoe immediately. You call fast. By okay, the elders. we talk about younger. I'm talking about when I got older. But oh, okay. if we talking about like you know middle school, high school. Yes, you are fast. Yes, you're, you're fast. A hoe. And then that also like is like. Also, making it confused, like, I can't seek what I want, and if I do, I'm a hoe, huh? Like, why Why is that such a... And not even to say that hoe is a bad thing, and I, but that's what we're it's talking about. Like, hoe is, like, this negative um, idea 
But I had to learn that being a hoe is not necessarily the worst thing ever. Um, I guess it depends on who whose mouth is coming out of or your definition of what being a hoe is. No, it's um, not the worst label you can have. You know what is a murderer, a child molester, and a rapist. And it still it still depends on somebody's perspective. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that it was just like a a timeline of not really knowing if I should if I deserve to get what I want because if I do I'm either getting in trouble I'm getting judged or there's right. just something that somebody has to say about it right I and mean, I'm not being like playing the victim or nothing I'm just no you keeping it a hundred facts keeping it a hundred percent of people would agree with right unless they was raised in a an emotionally mentally physically spiritually healthy household girl Oh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> ah, um, <laughs> and we're growing into that, right? We're, we're all growing, growing into, into a different perspective of what yes. what we deserve. Absolutely. I know I have. Um, but that, that just speaks to the younger version of me. Like she was just so quiet and timid and didn't speak up for herself and second guess everything about it and cared about what people thought oh girl yeah same up until yesterday absolutely up until yesterday <laughs> it still comes up the moment some situations some subjects will come up and I, I am concerned about what other people think and it is something I still fight with you have a lot of unpacking to do mm-hmm so it's not going to happen. We got to go from the basement to the roof. We got mm-hmm. so much unpacking to do. Right. What we were taught. It's not going to happen. We can't hire movers. We can hire a therapist. <laughs> we can hire a therapist. That will analogy. help. But that's one box per week. How many is there? Oh, shit. You, you really going, on, going in on this analogy. I love it. Yeah. It's like you got to think of it that way and give yourself grace to pack one per week. And sort through the memories. They may be painful. Damn sure uncomfortable. Then that's where the growth comes from. I'm about to say, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here to get uncomfortable. I'm so proud of this conversation. I'm so proud of you for launching this platform for individuals to have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, to be your own voice mm-hmm. uh, and to be the voice for people who don't know they needed to hear you yet. Like, it's happening. Um, I appreciate being one of your guests. Oh, no problem. Of course, of course. Um, you know, we all got a story to tell. Several. And one of the main <laughs> reasons <laughs> one of the main reasons why I created it is was for people's story to be heard. And for our stories to hopefully help somebody who needs it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so, for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, what seeds are you planting? Like, what's your next move? What's your, what, what are you currently going through? I am growing through doubt, 
as an entrepreneur, mm. my ideas, even though I've been testing them, I've now been tested along with the rest of the world during this pandemic of what's next when I wasn't ready to answer that. Um, we're never ready. So I'm growing through the spontaneity of change, which I did not like as a child. I did not like change. I just wanted things to just, wanted to know that something is there. Um, yeah, so self-doubt. I'm growing through self-doubt and growing through using my voice and not being as mute as I have been in the past years. We love to see it. We love to hear it. We look forward to hearing more of you and your journey of growth. Today's Black-owned shout-out of the week goes to a fellow podcaster, Natisse, who is the creator of Tea Time with Tease. I will provide all of her information in my description. And in closing, we are growing, we are glowing, we are thriving, we are shining. Until next time, my friends.